0: care how many times this team brings my heart out i'll never stop loving the los angeles dodgers take blue bleed blue and i'm out What is up, Dodgers Nation? Doug McCain here. My friends call me D You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. We are back for another episode of Dodgers Dugout Live. Had a little Thanksgiving hiatus. Hopefully, Thanksgiving next year. We're thankful that the Dodgers have Shohei Otani. We got the latest on Shohei Otani, the latest rumors that are circulating out there, some technical difficulties out there. Roy Estrada, is this a replay? No. Diane Truer is third time the charm. Hopefully it is. We got Alex saying, Yay, we got let's get Shohei boys from Jack over there. We got technical difficulties. Yeah, that first show was short in the Dodgers postseason run back in last season. Of course, it was a like Jose Altuve of Dodger dugout shows. We got WTF DMX. You got to pay your internet. We got someone saying that this is from Swaggy C saying they spent the internet bill money on the Otani fund. Absolutely. Everything goes to Otani. Any super chats go right there. BC says D mag hire me as a tech specialist. Hey man, send over that application for sure. LMAO, maybe third time's a charm. Yeah. I think we're good to go. Just a little technical difficulties here. We got Dodgers 2080. My guide, Mr. Tim Rogers, by the way, if you have not yet go to Tim's channel, watch an interview. I did with him talking to all things, Dodger baseball, Tim, of course, the prospect guru, We're not doing this Dodger thing, right? If you're not following my guy, Mr. Tim Roger, Joe Mama, what up, DMag? What up, guys? We got Norman Road there, you is. We got Swaggy C saying D Macy, Daniel Macy, my man DMag. What up, Daniel Macy? We got Jack, heyo. We got high Dodger fan Roy Estrada. Yeah, I'm gonna try to dive deep into the comments on this one. Kind of a loose show. Got some topics to get into, but look, the reality right now when it comes to the Dodgers is we are waiting. We are on Otani watch. I don't even need this watch right now. I don't even need time. You heard of doctor time? No, we're on Otani time right now because the baseball world is waiting to see when the most coveted free agent in the history of sports potentially definitely the history of baseball is going to sign. Will it be the Los Angeles Dodgers who have long been the favorites to sign him? Will it be the San Francisco Giants? That seems to be getting some momentum. I do think that, yeah, we'll dive into that a little bit. I'll give you my thoughts on Otani, the Giants. The Chicago Cubs have been right there. A tiny little morsel, a little nugget about the Cubs coming up. And yes, these are rumors. Are they all 100% true? You just never know. The reality is that we've seen in years past, you follow these tips. You follow any of these little directions here, and sometimes they do end up in signs. We followed Freddie Freeman for an entire offseason. What happened? Freddie Freeman ended up being a Los Angeles Dodgers. Same thing goes with the Mookie Betts trade rumors. He ends up going to the Dodgers. They end up signing him. Even Trevor Bauer, make of What you will about that signing ultimately, but we spent all offseason talking about that. He did end up as a Dodger. So for people out there saying, okay, these are the rumors, this is that, clickbait, no, no, no. It's not. This is the reality of what Major League Baseball is about right now. And there's a lot of speculation. That's why I do have the Dodgers rumor meter to try to really break down when I think that it's something of substance, something that's legitimate. That's why I rank it in Dodger dogs, right? A three Dodger dog, a four Dodger dog plus Michelada means Eric Gagne game over. And I think that you definitely have to take everything this time of year with a grain of salt, the size of the rock of Gibraltar. And I think that you have to factor all of these things. in. I think the most fun thing about baseball free agency is that it is a marathon. It isn't a sprint. It isn't 50 tweets from Shams and Agent Wojanowski at midnight in the NBA, where you know where everyone signs. There is a process to this, and I find it very exciting. It is the most wonderful time of the year. Baseball free agency. We're going to talk some time We're going to talk some Lucas Giolito. But like I said, you just don't know who to trust. I think there's a lot of names out there that have credible information. Ah, uh, the sizzle of McDonald's sausage. When it comes to Otani, he's keeping things close to the vest, right? I mean, this is a guy who hasn't spoken to the media since August 9th, right? He's someone that is not very out there, right? He only speaks to the media on days when he pitches, right? So you just have to consider all these things. I mean, how about last night? Were you guys in on Dodgers Twitter last night? Because there was a gentleman on the X by the name of Joseph Kim, and he had Dodgers Twitter in a chokehold about Yoshinobu Yamamoto, right? Everyone was treating this guy like he was Jeff Passett, like he was Ken Rosenthal, like he was John Morosi, like he was Bob Nightingale, like he was one of these MLB insiders. And I guarantee you that most people that were tweeting about Joseph Kim last night didn't know he existed this time yesterday. So I think that is definitely your Jet passing buster phony right guys like that that really aren't providing legitimate information because look the reality of this is usually you're going to get some of the updates right the john morosi types x team is interested in x player and then really it comes down to either ken rosenthal or the pass and bomb sometimes you get a john Heyman occasionally you'll get some other insiders. Robert Murray, he's fantastic. They all do fantastic work, but when it comes to the players that we're discussing right now, these top-shelf, top-tier players, if you just follow Jeff Passan, you'd probably get the update when you needed to, right? Let's just be honest, but you like the... Beginning, middle, and end of the whole entire movie, right? You want to see it develop. But let's go down below in the comment section. Patrick Walsh, tell me some good news. Hey, they brought back Jason Hayward. There you go. It's on. But no, I got some more thoughts on Jason Hayward. We'll talk about that in a second here. But uh, yeah, down below in the comment section, how is everyone feeling? because Thanksgiving's over, it's time to get busy, right? It's time for Andrew Friedman to start cooking, to start putting together a roster that when they show back Camelback Ranch is the favorites to win the World Series. That is my goal for Andrew Friedman this offseason. He sat right in this chair and he said things like they're going to use players in trades, right? There is no limitations as to how much they can sign a player for right it felt like that Andrew Freeman was motivated you saw the smile on his face when I showed him a picture of Shohei Otani in a Dodgers uniform he was smiling so hard his face looked like it was hurting right hopefully that becomes the next Freddie Freeman meme where he's smiling right hopefully that's the case but uh got to put the internet bill on auto pay Alex that's true, but then i I could overdraft and then things could get worse. So I have to make sure, you know, the funds are right when the internet bill comes, but that's a different topic here. We got, is this a replay or do you know this is real. This is the live. I've been doing a lot of the videos on Premiere, and sometimes I do it on the premiere, and you'll kind of know I'm like in the smaller box and this and that. Sometimes I do that from the home studio I use. So yeah, this is They're real deals, so any comments you guys got, I'm definitely going to try to hit those down below. By the way, I'm always looking for that comment of the show. If I see one of those, you're going to see one of these. You win. Perfect. If I see something that's a little sus, usually coming from Nando 360, you're going to see one of these. Bruh. A bruh. Any type of trash talk, anything roasting. You guys know I love my trash talk. I love when you guys go out there and bring those f- roasts, you're going to see one of these. Finish him. Finish him. We need, and they got the fire takes these. Fire take. Any fire takes, you got one of these. Montana, well, I guess we're friends because that calls you DMAC. What up, Montana, over there on YouTube? We got Let's Get the Killer Rotation. That's from Kiwi Dodger Fan. Let's Get the Killer Rotation. Okay, so we will use that as a jumping off point. because we get to Otani, we'll get to some other things, talk some more Hayward, talk some other things that are happening in. The world of Dodger baseball, but pitching, that is still the top priority. You can go out there and sign a Shohei Ohtani. Yes, this team is going to be better offensively if they do that. Yes, you will have the best one, two, three in baseball history with Freddie Freeman. We have Mookie Betts and Ohtani. Yes, you will have that. But without starting pitching, without frontline starters, we're going to see what we saw last year when this rotation was cheeks in the postseason. Yes, I think Bobby Miller is going to perform better. His second round, he has a lot to grow, a lot of space to grow. I still believe in him wholeheartedly. Clayton Kershaw, we'll see if he's back. Lance Lynn, he's in St. Louis right now. But I think you look at this rotation as it stands right now, Bobby Miller back. Walker Bueller returning from his second elbow surgery. Hopefully he can pitch anywhere near where he was before that. When 2018, 2019, 2020, one of the best postseason pitchers on the planet, I'd argue he was the best postseason pitcher on the planet, right? Can he pump 98 again? Can he continue to evolve where he's not going for as much strikeout and swing and miss and going out there and going from being that thrower to a pitcher, right? Not going out there just trying to miss bats and punch guys out, but going out there and being a, a better, more consistent outs getting going deeper into games like we saw early in his career. So I think that's a big question, but you look at any of the names that are available. There's some rumors right now that Tyler glass now maybe be traded to the St. Louis Cardinals. Just see a little smoke with that Dylan cease who we've talked about on the show, not just for one year, but two years as a possibility. We talked about him as a name that they should target. And Ken Rosenthal has already said it's the Dodgers, the Braves. There's a lot of teams that are vying for his services. You know, my take on Dylan Cease and Dylan Cease. it's pretty simple. Yes you could possibly look at 2022 as an outlier season, right? When you have an ERA just over two, the swing and misses right up there at the top, he's looking filthy. Last year, ERA high, the fifth, the strikeout number is a little down, Velocity down a down t- to a touch, but I still believe in Dylan Cease as someone that the Dodgers can get back to being a surefire ace level pitcher. I like the upside of Dylan Cease. I also love the fact that he's under two years of team control. So let's not forget, you're still thinking about the rotation in 2025. If you potentially lose a Walker to free agency, you sign Otani, Otani returns the mound. You have Dylan Cease and Otani and Bobby Miller fronting that rotation as a potential one, two, three. You could still have a Ryan Pepio and some other guys, some of the young Dodgers starters that are still in the fold at that point. So I'm definitely interested in Dylan Cease. I think he's a name that would make me happy. You guys know I've been talking about Corbin Burns for literally two years now. Love me some Corbin Burns. Both Scott Boris clients with Burns and Cease, and for the most part, Scott Boris clients, they're going to ultimately test for agency, right? That is what Scott Boris is designed to do. You sign with Scott Boris for one reason and one reason only. It's not for the cute little puns that he does every single time the winter meeting starts and all that cool stuff. It's because you want to get the most money you possibly can. And you look at the fact that Corbin Burns would be on a one year of team control, Cease two, if you're talking similar prospect capital for Cease and Burns, potentially, then i go with the guy that has crazy upside that's under two years of team control versus a Burns as one year. Now, I would love to have Corbin Burns, absolutely, no question about it. He's someone that I would love to have in Dodger Blue. You guys know I've been talking about literally for two years now. But if it comes down to both of them, I'm very intrigued by what Cease can do. And then also, you have to add one of the free agent starters potentially as well. Now, if you get one of the frontline guys that are available in the trade market, whether that be a cease or a burns, I'm pretty much going to cut it off right there, right? Cease and burns. Glass now, the injury issues, they're definitely questionable. The talents there, there's no question about that, right? Not the best postseason pitcher. Under one more year of team control. Mitch Keller, two years of team control. Doesn't have a long enough track record to be in those other guys' class, right? So it really comes down to cease and burns as far as the top trade targets that you could potentially add this off season because both of them are available. Then you shift over to the free agents that are available. Yoshinobu Yamamoto right at the top. If you get have any of these guys, he's the one you're taking because one, the upside's there. He dominated the MPB. He's still in really his pre prime. I don't think he's maxed out as a pitcher, just 25 years old. He dominated the second best league on the planet. For a long time. I think the strikeout numbers will go up. He has elite command. I think Yoshinobu Yamamoto definitely is the top choice if you could have any of them. Yes, you would have to give him more years, but if you give him an opt out during that contract and he performs well, maybe that only turns into a five year deal, right? And by the time he's 30, 31, he enters free agency again. And you look at a deal where you're under $200 million. For a player that you got in their absolute prime. That's what I was told with Yamamoto. Is the fact that he's in his absolute prime. You're not having to pay him when he's north of 30. So I mean all you have to look at. Is the fact that they offered Aaron Nola. A 165 million dollar contract. For six years. The fact that they're willing to spend that big on Nola. lets you know they're absolutely. Most likely going to be willing to spend on Yamamoto. At that price. So you got to get one of these top tier guys. And then that next year. Now we talked about this. A few weeks ago, Lucas Giolito. Lucas Giolito, hometown kid, Santa Monica, Harvard, Westlake, Wolverine. How about that high school trio, Jack Flaherty, Lucas Giolito? And you got Jack Flaherty. I mean, Max Fried, I mean, look at that that group right there at a high school level, unbelievable. Now, Lucas Giolito is very interesting. Like I said a few weeks ago before any of these rumors started to circulate, before we heard any reporting that Giolito was linked to the Dodgers, I said that this could be the guy because one, the Dodgers, they're very confident in their ability to fix pitchers, to try to optimize them, to try to get them back to where they were performing previously. And make no mistake about it, Giolito last year, it wasn't a great year. It was not a great year for Giolito. And part of the reason was the velocity was down a little bit. The swing and miss was down a little bit. The whiffs were down a little bit. Also, the home run ball was bad. He gave up way too many home runs last season, most in the American league. And you talk about 41 home runs, you get 41 home runs in 184 and a thirds innings of work. Now, me, I definitely have some PTSD, post-traumatic Syndergaard disorder, right? I don't want another Noah Syndergaard situation where it's a reclamation project that isn't going to work out. But I think Giolito is a different story. I think Giolito is different in the sense that he's still young. I mean, he turns 30 next July, I believe. Yeah. So he's still young enough. Yeah, he turns 30 next July 1st. So he still has a lot of a lot left in the tanks. There's a lot of a lot of tread on those tires where you can get him back to where he was. And on top of that, the home run issues, I think that's something that he could potentially fix. I mean, 41 home runs is a lot, and of course, we had to live through the Lance Lynn era. I don't want to see Lance Giolino or whatever we're going to call him if he struggles to that degree, but the reality is Lucas Giolito is a pitcher where for long long stretches He was one of the top 10 to 15 pitchers in all of Major League Baseball. If you look at Lucas Giolito's numbers from 2019 to 2021, he definitely was one of the best pitchers in the game. I mean, you look at the strikeout rate for Giolito for two seasons, he had a 30.7 strikeout rate, and that was sixth in all of Major League Baseball. That's right behind guys like Robbie Ray, Shane Bieber, Max Scherzer, Jacob DeGrom, Garrett Cole, so we're talking about three really good years. Last couple years, though, they haven't been the same. I mean, look at those years. Like I said, 2019 to 2021. I mean, it checks, checks out. 347 ERA. That puts him at 18th in the league. A 354 FIP. Those are solid, solid numbers, right? I mean, that's a quality, quality output from Lucas Giolito. Only issue is... Last couple seasons, 2022 and 2023 hasn't had the same results. And the one thing you can point at though, is that he has pitched a lot. I mean, 346 innings. That's 21st in the last couple of seasons. The ERA, a 489 ERA, a 408 expected fib. Like I said, the strikeout numbers have been down, the whiff rate. The velocity has been down, although he did make some mechanical adjustments with the Angels where the velocity actually went up a little bit. So I definitely think that is correctable. But here's the thing. He is not as velocity reliant as a Noah Syndergaard. I mean, he can still be effective at 94, 95 miles per hour. He's really 92, 93. But I think with the Dodgers, you're talking about someone that is not coming back from surgery, is not suffering from a velocity decrease where it's five six miles per hour and Noah Syndergaard and Syndergaard saying that he wants to he would give up his first child to get back to the pitcher where he was and that kind of stuff no he is not that far off and the reality here is that if Lucas Giolito had put together a season anywhere near where we saw in 2019 20 and 2021 those years any of those seasons he would have set himself up for a five, six year deal worth north of $100 million. So I think the beauty in all of this is because you are the Dodgers, you do have the reputation of being able to fix guys. And let's not forget, this guy wants to be a Dodger so bad. Okay. We could do a segment probably titled like, Things I Don't, Things I Know, But I Don't Know. I don't know for a fact, but I know it's definitely true. The way he acts, the way he talks about Dodger Stadium the way he gets those warm and fuzzy feelings when he pitches at the ravine, that he would love to put on that Dodgers uniform. He would love to pitch for this organization, and more importantly, he would love to get his career back on track and set himself up for a big payday. Like I said, he doesn't turn 30 until July 1st of next season. So that means the Dodgers could get Lucas Giolito at a discounted rate. You could sign him to a two-year deal over $40 $40 million, something in that range, maybe even under $40 million on a two-year deal, more of a bet-on-yourself type of contract that has an opt-out after the first year. He has a good year with the Dodgers. He kind of helps bridge this rotation and has success, and then he re-enters the market and he gets paid. Will that be with the Dodgers? Probably not, but still, it works out for both parties. So that's another example of this organization that, having the option of signing a quality piece that no other organization out there could sign because of Dr. Mark Pryor, because of Connor McGinnis, because of all the things they know how to do to optimize pitcher skill set. So it's a reason why I think Lucas Giolito makes all the sense in the world. I think ultimately he ends up with the Dodgers. I can feel it in my bones. It's based on no inside information, but I can just feel it that he makes so much sense with this organization and where they're headed and for himself in this career, right? I mean, he's not someone who you're saying, okay, he's going to be our game one starter or even our our game two starter, but he's someone who can be a very high level number three that has certain nights where he can pitch like a one, like a two. You see the no-hitter. You see the filthy stuff. This guy is six foot six. He's a big dude on the mound, and you look at the pitch mix slider, he's filthy at times. I think that it's a great him and this Dodgers team. Also, one thing I want to point out about Lucas Giolito, by the way, great personality. This guy would fit in nicely with the fan base, but he was on Foul Territory. Great show. So was on that show a couple months ago. Those guys killed the game. Foul Territory. Love that show. Well, they had Lucas Giolito on the show today, and Giolito was actually talking about Shohei Otani and the time that they spent together short stint, right when he was with the Angels, and he performed very poorly. But one thing he said, just kind of a line in passing, he said, "Maybe we'll sign with the same team. That'd be really cool." Obviously, that doesn't mean too much. But if you're going to sign a Shohei Otani and get one of the top tier starters via trade or free agency, I think asking for both is a little much, right? To think they're going to get a Yamamoto and a cease and. Snell and a Burns and that sort of thing that might be a little much if you're going to spend 500 plus million on Shohei Otani but a Giolito plus one of the top tier starters plus an Otani you got yourself an A plus offseason if you're Andrew Friedman you've got yourself one of the best offseasons in Major League Baseball history and we're going to be talking about statues of Friedman and bobblehead nights. but and it's just very interesting Lucas Giolito also talked about how how much Otani worked out as far as his work ethic. He talked about some crazy stuff. Lucas Giulio was saying that they'd be in the weight room and Otani would be working out, preparing for a start while watching an iPad about hitters that he's going to face and have a screen about pitchers he's going to face as a hitter. I mean, Otani is the unicorn, right? It just doesn't make sense. It's tough to comprehend what Shohei Otani is truly capable of There's a reason why I think he is Elvis and the Beatles and Michael Jackson rolled into one. That's how big of a superstar he is, and that's a reason why. But another thing that Lucas Giolito said is that his claim to fame was that Otani followed him on Instagram. That means a lot of nothing, too. By the way, it kind of went down a little rabbit hole. Who else does Shohei Otani follow? He has 6 million followers, by the way, 6 million followers, and he only follows 175 I checked 50 times. Does not follow me. I'm going to check again. Still don't see my name. That would be, that would be, I could just retire, man. If follow me. But he does. He follows Ben Verlander. Follows Tom Brady. Who does he follow? Follows New Balance. Follows WBC. A lot of his Angels teammates. JJ Watt. That's pretty interesting. Pedro Martinez. The GOAT. Love Pedro Martinez. Yeah. And Lucas Giolito's on there. A-Rod who else, LB on Fox, is the most random person he follows. ESPN, Alex Curry, Jose Moda. We're gonna get Jose Moda on hopefully next week, man. Jose is the man for sure. Follows our guy Jose Moda out there, but uh, yeah, so that's where I'm at with Lucas Giolito. Absolutely would give my stamp of approval, especially at that price. Like I said, you are getting a discounted rate, right? I mean, you're checking out that car, it's a really nice car, but it's like a scratch on it, so you get a little discount. There's some scratches on Lucas Giolito right now, but they, Dodgers can buffer that scratch out. They absolutely can do just that. So let me know down below in the comment section, what are your thoughts on Lucas Giolito as a Dodger? David Vasse of AM570, Dodger Talk, Seminal Dodger Talk, great program. David Vasse, he's the man. He pointed this out that the Dodgers and Lucas Giolito, that there's some connection there and that he linked those two together. So, yeah, definitely... DV knows what he's talking about. So what are your thoughts on Lucas Giolito? Otani is not going to the Giants. So we're going to talk about that coming up next. We got Friedman has been putting out a lot of defensive replies lately. Feeling heat. That's from Pro- where do you see that? Giolito is a must. That's from Michael Bilgin. We got let's bring in Gio. Dude, that's from Ronald Pasquale. Carnivorous lunar activity. Diane me too. The anticipation is killing me. Yeah. Like I said, carnivorous lunar activity. We are on Otani time okay is the first thing i think about when i wake up the last thing i think about before i go to bed gary a a sleepy emoji i guess that's about lucas giolito look i'm telling you if all they do this off season is bring back jason hayward and lucas giolito we're gonna have problems for sure i like this, this is from dylan mckee this is a a comment of the show we got yama motani I like that. Win. You got to trademark perfect. that. That's from Dylan McKay, Yamamoto Tani. We got Adam. I wish this news would break already. That's from Adam 818. Look, I mean, it feels like when Christmas is on the 25th and we're like on the first, right? We don't know what we're going to get. We asked for the Nintendo 64. Hopefully we get that. But yeah, we just don't want to open that presents. It's just like socks from grandma or something like that or a sweater. Yeah. I mean, there's some coal, right? I mean, it does feel like we're in early December and it doesn't feel like a decision is going to be made. That shortly here, you just never know. We got uh, Seth Lugo, Anthony Ferguson. We'll talk about him tomorrow. Shohei, the money that's from Damon over on YouTube. That's a fire take. take. Uh, Best way to get Otani is through his dog. Include him in the contract. LOL, he loves that dog more than anything. Definitely a different approach. Yeah, no, absolutely. He definitely loves that dog. And I thought that was really cool how he had that uh, in his MVP acceptance speech, by the way, I don't know if you guys saw, did you guys see my, uh, my Christmas card that I put out with Otani? It's pretty cool. I'm sending that out. Uh, Let me see if I can get that up here, but yeah, no, for sure. I mean that, that was here. This is my, uh, this is my Christmas card. You guys see my Christmas card with Otani? That's us. That's me my sweater. there. going to be sending out there. It's going to be nice. It's going to be all you guys mailboxes, me and Otani and the dog. It's going to be great. But here we got Chris Sale trade and incoming. out from Reed. What's the latest on Dylan C's? That's from Daniel Tackle. The Dodgers are one of the more aggressive teams in pursuing him. That's what we know right now. Otani, or we riot? That's from Adam818. I get the sentiment there, but no riot, please. Uh, Gio would be good fit. Joe Mama over there. Hey, d the hottest Dodger talker, best voice, best podcast. We are all ravenous for Otani. DK, hey, you the man, DK. I'm always rock with us, man. It can be like... One o'clock in the morning in a spring training game, you'll be in the chat. So I'm gonna give you a comment of the show for that, my guy. I appreciate you, my man. Uh show you we got. Uh, Braves perfect. are getting cease. Yeah, I think the Braves are absolutely in the mix for cease. I think that's the competition. It's between the Braves, Dodgers. Maybe another team will get in the mix there. We got Julie Lucas G. Only if we can get Otani is our great asset. I agree, Carl. Like Hayward signing, but please. Never have Matt first. Base that's from Carl. D Mac can be the Dodgers' number two starter. I don't know, man. I think I'd make Lance Lynn look like prime Roger Clemens out there. Otani, yeah, that was. I, I like that. Alexander underscore Rose. Otani dog was a sign he wants to be a Dodger dog. Yeah, he would definitely win Roger a lot of, of the Dodger game. dogs of the game at the pitch clock. Okay, so let's continue to move on here. And we're going to continue to talk Otani. Now, kind of. Where we're at, like I said, not tons of new information that we haven't already covered, but there are some new interesting nuggets and John Morosi tweet out, say the Giants are prioritizing Shohei Otani or Yoshinobu Yamamoto above all other options this offseason. As I report on MLB Network earlier today, they are a team to watch as we look ahead to next week's MLB winter meeting. So yeah, t- Morosi is probably going to be on the show later this week, so stay tuned for that. Now, You've heard more about the Giants, too, and other stuff with the Giants that has been kind of percolating the last couple of days is that the, Dodge, the Giants are willing to go very big, that they're willing to spend massive amounts of money to get him in Dodger Blue, that they're willing to basically give him any contract he wants as far as the opt-outs, as far as going north of $500 million. And, yeah, that doesn't surprise me too much. Farhan Zaidi struck out on Arson Judge. Check that Aaron Judge you had the medicals of Carlos Correa and it makes sense. They're desperate for a superstar. They need something to change that franchise. The giants definitely are on the West coast. They have won three world series the last 13, 14, 15 years. There's that. But my question, if I'm Shohei Otani is what are we doing next year? What are we doing next season? Can we win next year? That to me would be the number one thing. And I think for the giants, They have some pieces. You're breaking in a brand new manager in Bob Melvin. You're turning over that roster. You don't have those elite pieces up and down that scream, hey, this is World Series contender. This is World Series contender. This is a team that can compete with the Rangers, the Braves, the Dodgers. And of course, we know that the postseason is fickle and any team can get hot. The Giants are proof of that with what they've accomplished last 15 years. But if I'm Otani, it's not just can we win next year? It's how are we going to do for the next three years? Because we know he wants to win, right? He wants to win a World Series. He's very competitive. He's never finished with a winning record in Anaheim, right? But I don't think it's just about winning a World Series at some point in the next 10 years. I think it's also equally as important that Otani wins while he's still in his prime. Let's be honest here. Not all World Series titles are created equal, right? You definitely want to win while you have a big impact on your team. And I think that that's something that really sticks out with me is that the Dodgers are plug and play right now. They're a turnkey, turnkey franchise. They have all the pieces in place, especially if they go out there and fortify this rotation to say next year is the year that we are going to get back to the World Series and win the World Series. So will it be the Giants? You guys know if you've followed this show the whole time, what have I always said? What did I say literally during the free agent episode when Aaron judge signed with the giants or arson judge, right? When John Heyman made that blunder, what I say, I said that if the, if they don't get him watch out for Otani next season, because they've got money burning in their pockets. They want him badly. So giants have always been a threat. When I wake up at three thirty in the morning in a cold sweat, I'm thinking of Otani in a giant's uniform. Trust me. He would go from a potential Dodgers hero to the villain that you're playing 13 times a year. Right? Not only would he not go to the Dodgers, he would go to their biggest rival. So that would be a very interesting plot twist that the most coveted free agent of all time, who had been linked to the Dodgers for so long, that if we had the DH back in 2018, he most likely would have already been in Dodger Blue, not only doesn't sign with the Dodgers, he signs with their arch rival. That is quite a heel turn right there, right? And look, Otani's always done things his way. Maybe he does that. I'm not ruling it out completely, but I'm sure we're going to see the tweet from John Heyman saying Shohei Oslani sure say Oslani to giants, right? And they're going to be, he's going to be a giant for 10 minutes. And then he's going to delete that tweet, right? Say it was wrong. And then he'll end up signing with another team, but I'll believe it when I see it, I'll believe it when I see it that Farhan Zaidi can sign an Ohtani. I think it's more likely that the giants end up with Yoshinobu Yamamoto And the Dodgers end up with Otani and one of those pitches we talked about earlier versus the Giants getting Otani. I just can't see it. I think that if winning is truly his top priority, Lucas Giolito also said that today, that he wants to win. If you want to win in Major League Baseball is a sport where you just cannot predict who's going to win the World Series based on the regular season, totals, right? I mean, you're talking about the best team in the sport in the regular season has a 30% chance of winning the World Series, right? It's not like that, right? It's not like F, It's not like Max Verstappen F1 is going to win every race, right? It's not like that. Baseball is very, very different. Only thing that you can bet on is, can I get a chance? Can I get a ticket to the dance? Dodgers, 11 straight years in the postseason. Now, another rumor here for Shohei Otani is about the Cubs. Now, Jesse Rogers is saying that the Cubs are in play for Shohei Ohtani, that they're not in play for Cody Bellinger, and then Bruce Levine who does a great job reporting on both Chicago baseball teams, you hear him on 670, the score in Chicago. He said that the Cubs will be willing to give Otani an opt out. If that's what it took. He said the Cubs understand it will take a historic offer to land Otani, and they're willing to be creative in negotiations with Otani's pitching career on hold for one season. The Cubs would likely be willing to give him the flexibility to have opt out language in the contract. So, that, to me, isn't really earth-shattering or anything like that. I think that any team that wants Otani has essentially no leverage. That here's the blank check. What do you want? Because we're a once-in-a-sport type of free agent. So I would be shocked if any of these teams play, try to play hardball with him. Right? I think any of these teams that wanted him are going to say, okay, you can get the opt-outs. You can try to come back as a pitcher and then re-enter the market after you've established yourself as a frontline ace again, and then sign another 10 year contract. And then you're looking at 600 plus million in career earnings. I definitely think that's the case if they want to go that route, but we'll see. Is Chicago really willing to go as high as the giants? Does he want to play in the Midwest? He apparently hates cold weather. It's very cold at Wrigley Field, or as Jeff Gordon called it one time, Wrigley Stadium. Remember that Wrigley Stadium? I have a couple pet pee- peeves when it comes to Dodgers. I like when people say it's time for Dodgers baseball. Remember it's time for Dodger baseball. How about that one time Jeff Gordon said <laughs> he was singing, Take me out the ball game and he's saying, "Take me out." The, he's like, "Hey, how's it going? Everyone here at Wrigley Stadium?" No, that's definitely not how it goes. But we'll see if Chicago wants to go crazy, man. Do they want to give him Sears Tower and? Everything that's in Chicago and really make him the place. I'm not ruling it out. I think at the three, if I had to pick, really Giants, Dodgers, Cubs, the Blue Jays are a team that Alden Gonzalez of ESPN, he wrote a really nice piece that laid out why the Toronto Blue Jays make sense. John Morosi has pointed out the OPS of Otani in Toronto, right? At Rogers Center. Sure. International City. Toronto's awesome. Drake wore an Otani jersey in the summertime. I don't know if that We'll weigh into his thought process there, right? But the reality is, if you want to win, the Dodgers make the most sense. And you look at this roster, what they can provide. Uh, I still think, you know, you know what's funny? Bet Bet online actually moved the betting line from one, negative one 150 to negative 350. So make that what you will. But kind of the big thing for me too is that, I mean, Ken Rosenthal, he was on foul territory talking about Shohei, and he really couldn't put a timeline together he, as far as when he's going to sign. Some people saying it's going to be this week. Some people saying it's going to be at the winter meetings, which we will be live at the winter meetings next week, so be sure to follow us for that. Some people saying it could be towards the end of December. We also said that it wouldn't be deep into January. So it does feel like we are going to get some Otani news. It's going to be groundbreaking. It's going to be earth-shaking. It's going to be a historic day on the X. But let me go down below in the comments section get your thoughts on a scale of 1 to 10, how big of a threat do you think the Giants are for Shohei Ohtani? We got live in Nashville. What up, In the Activity? Come holler at me, man. We got uh, d What do you think we'll get an answer on where Ohtani signs? Like I just told you, I think Ohtani is very unique in the sense that his agent isn't the Scott Boris type. Nez Nezbolelo, right? Keeps things close to the vest. His inner circle, very tight-lipped. You're not going to get very many leaks. So I think, quite frankly... You've heard the whispers of the Dodgers for a long time. The organization is confident that they have a really good chance of signing him, but until we get a announcement, you just never know with Otani, but uh, here we got the uh, Yankees are going after Soto. Yep, Yankees are. By the way, Yankees are not going after Otani. We got, if no Otani, I can see fans protesting outside the stadium. Like I said, if we do get Otani, I'm going to do the biggest Shuhei Otani. If we don't, I'm going to have to do five to basically drink the pain away there because yeah, it definitely would be a sad day, but hopefully hopefully, it's going to be a celebration and uh, the Dodgers will have get, gotten the biggest free agent of all time. I do kind of want to point out, too, that L.A., look, everyone says it would be a fail if the Dodgers didn't get Shohei, right? And I think it's something that needs to be reminded, something we need to bring up, bears repeating the fact that it's free agency. The Dodgers could offer Shohei Otani a billion dollars They get off from Disneyland, the Hollywood sign, the Santa Monica Pier, 10 In-N-Out burgers, right? And still, he has to want to play for your franchise. That's one of the things that makes free agency so special is when you sign a player, it's because he wanted to be in your organization. Usually, he wanted to be in that organization because that organization outbid every team out there, right? That's the reality is when you get a player to sign a contract for you, more often than not, save for some examples of, Players giving teams hometown discounts like Jason Hayward did yesterday, you're offering the player the most money. Now, Otani has to want to be a Dodger, right? That's just the reality. Does he want to play with Mookie and Freddie? I think if I'm Otani, I look at this and say, Freddie, couple of prime years left. Mookie, handful of prime years left. This could be his franchise, a franchise that is one of the marquee franchises in the sport. I've heard people in Japan. Wearing Dodgers hats lately, want to see him in L.A. That's where my people have told me in Japan, right? So I definitely think that's a factor. And I think if you're this Dodgers organization, you have a chance to actually flex your muscle and say, you know what, this is truly not just one of the best-run organizations in sports, which it truly is. When you look at the profit, when you look at the TV deal, look, the Dodgers could have an empty stadium, and because that TV deal still make a ton of money, but instead you have that on top of that, you lead the league in attendance. You're second behind the Yankees in revenue, right? The Dodgers get Otani. It's a message to the sports world that they're truly an elite tier one franchise that gets their guys a franchise that, yeah, maybe they're not in the same category as the Yankees or the Lakers when it comes to overall championships, one, But when it comes to being a first-class organization that's willing to spend whatever it takes to win and compete for World Series championships, that they're willing to do that. This is a franchise that is, to me, going to make a statement this offseason. And the biggest statement you could possibly make is signing the most coveted free agent in your sports history. And that's truly what's at stake. So I think my message to the Dodgers would be, if I could give them one, is don't let an opt-out a year here, a year there, a couple hundred million dollars, whatever it takes, show an investment, right? It's tough to even quantify what he does for your franchise. So look, if, so I, this is my response. To you guys saying it would be a fail. If it comes out that Otani signs with the blue Jays or the Rangers or the Braves or the Oakland A's, which is not going to happen, but any team out there and then a month later, we find out how aggressive the Dodgers were or how aggressive they were not. I think the most important thing is the Dodgers definitely control the narrative and saying, look, we offered him everything we possibly could. Okay. Like I said, make the Otani logo, the the sleeve logo, Shohei owner, Tani, whatever you want to call it, right? We offered him everything we could. He did not sign with them. I just have to make sure that they did just that because anything less, I agree, would be a failure and would be unacceptable. But it's still the player's right. So let's go down below in the comment section. I'd enjoy Bregman in LA. Just don't see Houston trading him here. So maybe as a free agent, Justin Lamas. I mean, look, th- third baseman could be a position of need. If you don't get Otani, you move Max Muncy to the DH. Even though DH, I don't think is great for his everyday position, Max Muncy, because he has struggled against lefties last season. But yeah, in the words of Randy Jackson on Alex Bregman, that's a no for me, dog. I'm just I, you look. I mean. I, look, I, it's, look I, it's not, it's not like a hard pass. Hell no, never, ever. If maybe you could make this team better, but I'd prefer not to have the cheaters on my team. But uh, Adam, a one eight, if no Otani, I can see fans protesting outside the stadium. I mean, what would they could say? Say, I mean, Otani has the ultimate decision here. So at the end of the day, Otani will do what he wants to do and sign with who he wants to sign with. But uh I will say this Otani did make a list where he planned his life out. I mean, on that list, he said he wanted to retire at the age of 40 and pitch a no hitter in his final game. So that tells me that he's someone who's planned things out very carefully. And I wouldn't be surprised if he made a decision a lot sooner or later. Justin Lama says 10, that's your fear level for the Giants signing Otani. We got Alex gives it a one-Dodger dog. It's a fire take, Alex. Fire take. We got Jose Rod 056 as a threat. Zero for Carnivorous Lunar Activity. One for Alex. Seven. Diane Schroeder starting to see that orange and black. Show LA Otani. That's from Cameron Ellie. That's a fire take. Fire we got take. a four from Paul Gutierrez. A eight from Schmooz to me. A 969. I see what you do right there. You can get a bra. It's a family program, okay? Uh, that's uh, Ronald gives it a five. Did you talk about Yamamoto? being at a Laker game already, Phantom? Yeah, look, I mean, it didn't talk about on the show. Look, he was at a Laker game. He was sitting courtside, baseline level, doing his thing. I mean, does that mean he's going to sign with the Lakers or the Dodgers? I mean, the Lakers, they lost by 44. I mean, maybe the Lakers need him right now. Can Yamamoto shoot? Does he have a cross handle? Lakers could use Yamamoto, okay? No, but look, in all honesty, you've heard the stories that the Yamamoto has, you know, loves the Dodgers and that he loves the franchise and this and that for sure. I mean, was it something, nothing or everything? I wouldn't say it's nothing because I think going to a Laker game means you're trying to feel out the culture. You're trying to feel out the culture, do it for the culture. That's what Jordan tells me, right? I mean, you got to like feel it out and going to a Laker game is a part of that culture, right? And you definitely have a strong Japanese community here. And I definitely think that it doesn't say everything. Right. But I definitely think it's not nothing. How about that? But uh, Dinos one hundred and fifty says a four like LeBron hold up trades. Oh, giants have no it factor. That's from Alex. We got Michael Bilgin, a 10. So we got some people that are kind of being afraid. That's a doomsday scenario, right? I mean, it goes to the giants of all teams. I mean, he's going to be the ultimate villain. I mean, will would you boo Otani if he was in a giants uniform? I'm guessing. Yes. Preach d What up, Maddie Man? Five Dodge. Always rocking with us. You know, I appreciate you, my guy. Jose Ken is a tool. L L J K, but he does have a big head. He re- Sometimes I should just pre-read these, but uh shout out to Shout out from Florida DMAC. What up, Christopher Romero? I was just up in Florida. You guys got some really nice freeways, just going like straight vertical, got great lights on the freeways. It rained a lot. I was driving through the rain in Florida, and it was the most. Tell me you're not from Florida without telling me you're not from Florida. I asked the person next to me if I was actually driving through a hurricane. And they're like, dude, no one can drive through hurricanes. It kind of felt kind of dumb there. But yeah, Florida, good times. We got. It does seem like a lot of guys do not want to play in L.A., doesn't it? Matty Man Dodge. So Matty Man, I won't go too deep into this topic, but it's very interesting that you brought that up because if they strike out on a lot of their top targets through free agency, right, trades, you're just trying to present a prospect package that can Get GMs out there to give you their assets, right? Dylan C is Corbin Burns, those types. Free agency, it's about courting, right? It's about looking players and their agents eye to eye and saying, "This is what we have here. This is what we're built on." It's a ABC, right? Always be closing, right? It's a sales job, man. You got to close. And if you strike out on some of these free agents that you're after, and you know that money's not a factor because. Friedman sat here and said, there's no limitations, right? If you know that money's not a factor, what are the other things you're selling them on? And we're going to see, do the Dodgers have the ability to woo? Do they have the ability to court? Can they get their guys and say, look, look at this beautiful stadium. Dodger Stadium, by the way, Shoei Otani says favorite stadium to play at, right? Are they going to be able to close on their targets? At the end of the day, that's a straight-up sales job. But i got news for you. Not that tough to sell Southern California. When you look at the weather, when you look at... Yeah, the traffic's bad. By the way, unpopular opinion, I actually like traffic because I can listen to my podcast, make some calls. I like to read the license plate frames, like to count Volkswagen bugs. I mean, I do fun stuff in the traffic. That's my unpopular opinion. I don't hate traffic. Maybe you guys do, but I don't hate it. I don't detest it like a lot of people do, but not a tough sell to sell this organization. We got trade for India and green. We'll talk about that tomorrow, Nando 390 for sure. We got uh, the reality, Doug, is Yamada will be... The Dodgers' best signing since Freddie Freeman. Joel Rodriguez. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, easily, right? So a couple more. I don't know if you guys saw this. Cody Bellinger, want to give him a lot of credit. Wins Comeback Player of the Year. Hit 307, 26 bombs, 97 RBI. Best numbers he's put up for a full season since MVP here in 2019. We've taken deep dives on some of the contact rates and how it's been a little bit of a mirage. He's not the same guy he was, but still... Really feel happy for Cody Bellinger. Set himself up for a really nice payday. Kind of hope he goes to the Yankees, the Giants. Who knows? I mean, probably not going to be back with the Cubs, but feeling good for Cody Bellinger. Also, I don't know if you saw this. Kenley Jansen, he was back at Dodger Stadium with his Lamborghini. I don't know if you saw that. Kind of my big takeaway there was that one, Kenley Jansen, you can boo the guy, but these guys, if you're on their worst day, they're kind of winning, right? You think they lost, but they really won because they still got paid massive amounts of money. And by the way, we're going to play a game of guess that player career earning salary. What do you guys think is Kenley Jansen's career earning total? Let's see. who can get closest to it. You guys can get, a, you guys can win a brand new silver, do nothing with a hole in the middle. I want we'll to do some giveaways for this, but let's see. Can you guess Kenley Jansen's career earning? Let's see. If you can get the closest down below in the comment section. We got, if they get Otani, they should sign prospects. You more. Okay. Uh, did you go to Vero Beach? I did not go to Vero Beach, Edwin, and I have never been to Vero Beach. I did tell someone in an in the plane about Vero Beach, and I went into it. I don't think they were listening to me. They're like, "Why is this guy talking to me too much on a plane?" But I am excited to go there one day. LeBron ruined the Lakers. Okay, interesting. Uh, let's close with Yamamoto. Did not go to Vero Beach, but uh, Shohei Mookie and Freddie. Shohei, I like that's a comment of. The show here. I don't think Otani will go to the Giants because he has no, no chance to win a World Series anytime win. soon. Yeah, they are a few years away. Anything can happen in this sport, but man, if it's truly about winning, you go to the Giants. Just don't know if it's all about winning, especially now. DMAC, do you think the Dodgers could package Luis Robert and Dylan Cease? We've talked about it on the show. Look, the reality is if the White Sox are truly open for business and everyone's available, there's no franchise that has more prospect capital than the Dodgers. So, do will that happen? I'm not sure if you're sure you want to completely gut the farm system. Luis Roberts on a very favorable contract. They did just bring back Jason Hayward. So, look, I think did Jason Hayward, a couple more thoughts on Hayward is, look, yeah, it's a $9 million deal. You look at the production. Is he going to be able to replicate what he did last year? Probably not. But still, I think defensively, the fact that he graded High in right field, played some left, played some center, played a little bit of first base. That tells me that they know they're going to get someone that offensively is going to move the needle. Because I don't think you go out there and you sign a Jason Hayward if you don't think you're going to get an Otani or someone else. I think you would probably look to maybe some other options. You've heard some talk there into Teoscar Hernandez and guys like that. I think you bring a guy back that's very popular in the clubhouse. He's a win now player on a one year contract. MLB trade rumors had him that just under 20 million on a two year deal. So yeah, one year deals aren't going to hurt you, but it tells me that they want him on that roster doing that 26 man roster spot. They know that they're going to get someone else, but uh, d Mac great job. Thanks Anthony Ferguson. You're the man. appreciate you. My guy, uh, bring him back to the Dodgers. Uh, hundred. Oh, so those are your guesses for Kenley Jans career earnings. By the way, a converted catcher from Curacao and up being one of the best closers of all time. Kenley Fornia. Yes, it was the Kenley Fornia adventure, but still $165 million is your guess. $74 million is your guess from Bert and Ernie on Facebook. Just Lomas is 115 Kenley future Dodgers Hall of Famer. I think that's a pretty good point, Joel Rodriguez. We won't go too far down the Kenley Jansen rabbit hole here, but yeah, I do think that when you look at what he was able to accomplish for this organization, I do think that he will ultimately at some point Be included in the Dodgers legends, right? The Legends of Dodger baseball. I could absolutely see that. He had 350 saves in 12 years. No one's going to touch that. I mean 420 saves for his career. So I definitely agree with that. That's a a fire take right there. Fire take. Don Norton says 150 million. Jake say says 90 million. Gary A 64 million. Bobby, 160 million. Eric on YouTube, 185 million. Joe Mama, 145 million. Christopher, 185. Jay seventy million, Paul hundred million, Adam hundred million, Diane Trude, one hundred sixty million. Okay, you guys are throwing in these guesses, man. We got uh, so the answer is career earnings for Kenley Jansen. He's sitting at estimated one hundred and twenty four point six million dollars. Of course, famously, he signed his deal with the Dodgers, and uh, yeah, I mean that was a a, a pretty massive pretty massive contract. And you look at this career he's had, you feel really happy for the guy. The fact that he was able to lock that down. I mean, at the time, five years, 80 million was kind of scenes a lot, but yeah, definitely. He was at Dodgers team. It was just really weird. I mean, why do you got any theories, any wild theories as to why he was there? I don't know. It's a great shot. It's a great shot. Maybe you wanted to go in there and uh, hang out with some old friends. Listen to California. love, Run out of that uh, out of that bullpen one more time. Jorge Soler for DH. We'll talk about some Soler later. I pass on Gio. That's from uh, prone to thrill. Where did Snell go? Snell. That'll be very interesting. Not too much on the Snell front of late. Hayward is a good sign from Diane Schruder. Yeah. Do you guys think that's a good signing? The Jason Hayward signing. To me, I have zero issue with it. I think. Yeah. You look at how it does prevent some other guys, the Deluca types, Bush and. You, know, you look at that 40-man roster Seeing at 40. They've got the Venascos, the Hudsons, the Vegans, Victor Gonzalez. They got the obvious DFA possibility options they could cut and move on from to really make space. They go out there and trade or sign some guys. So I'm not totally worried about it. Hayward is good for the clubhouse. He absolutely is. He is loved by Mookie Betts, loved by Freddie Freeman. And look, how many of you guys out there, you know, Freddie, I'm not saying Freddie should run the team. But I will say that for an organization that's trying to be a destination franchise for not just the superstars like a Shohei and a Freddy and a Mookie, but for the J.D. Martinez's, who was great on that one-year $10 million deal, the Jason Haywards who they got on a minor league contract, right? Lucas Giolito, potentially. You want to have that reputation around the league, you take care of your superstars, your players. And yeah, Freddy, did he get him the job? How many of you guys got your job because your friend hooked you up? It's like that Chris Rock bit where Chris Rock talks about how everyone here, you know, got their job because of their friend. Yeah. Freddie hooked him up with a job, but come on man, how, who else did they get a job because of their friend, I, mean, I got like three jobs because of friends in the past, but the uh, extend Carnival carnivore activity. Hey man, one of your deals, baby. High as AV <laughs> don't want to spend on Kenley Craig Osberg. Yeah. He's under one more year. Uh, I think like 16 million for the Red Sox in 2024, Craig Osberg, 150. What's going on with Vargas? Will we see him next season? It'll be interesting. Dodgers, 28, a good guess on that. Missed by $6 million. Vargas, the interesting thing is, will they trade him this offseason? If they don't, when they bring him back, will he be at second? That's most likely not going to happen when we play some outfield. I think that he still has a lot of potential for sure. There's no doubt about that. One year's good. Hell damn. But that's going to do it, guys. Glad to be back here on Dodgers Dugout Live. If you have not yet, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button and let us know. Right now, what does your gut tell you about Shohei Ohtani? We are on Ohtani time. What are your thoughts on Lucas Giolito? What are your thoughts on the Hayward signing? We're going to be back all week. Next week, we're heading to the winter meetings in Nashville. It is going to pop off, so stay locked in. Follow me on Twitter. Actually, the artist formerly known as Twitter, the X. At DMAC underscore LA. Follow Dodgers Nation on Instagram and Twitter. But that's going to do it here. Subscribe to the channel. Remember, nothing brings us together quiet like Dodger baseball. If anyone wants to do a swing for the fences, fire hot take right now. Give me your hottest take right now. We'll go we'll do a couple more. Otani alert, he had breakfast this morning. Fire that's from Nando. He had breakfast this morning. Jake. It's good to know. We got uh, Damon McLean. We have to trade Vargas because of Otani. If scale one to ten seven. Don't leave for a long time, D Mac. No, I'm gonna do live shows there. Roki Sasaki, not thrilled about Gio. okay that's gonna do it, guys. Remember, nothing brings together quite like Dodger Baseball. Until next time, think blue, bleed blue. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People are the worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel.